Wake up, America, before it's too late. The Steve Day Show. And greetings. Happy Tuesday. Welcome to the Steve Day Show here live and on demand on Blaze TV radio and podcast after yesterday's hack fest. I am now fully healed and recovered. Aaron sounds like he is on the mend. Todd is still dying over here. Yes. Yes. Nevertheless, we persisted. We have a lot going on here today, but uh, one of the things that always takes precedence uh, is when those who make it possible for us to do this show, and there's really two groups of people that make it possible for you and I and Aaron Todd to do this show, uh, that would be you in the audience and our partners. When they get together and make beautiful music together, that makes me happy because it increases the likelihood we'll get to continue to fool them again and do this again for another day. I got a great note here. Uh, from David Dam, D-A-M. Um, after hearing you talk about Constitution Wealth on the show, reached out, scheduled a call with Brooks Morgan in February. He was exactly what I expected. Uh, smart, caring, uh, can, had great convictions, ready to help, mapped out the process that uh, would take, to, take us to get to a point of being able to make a decision to leave our current wealth advisor. After three Zoom calls and very detailed reviews of our portfolio, I found out that we were invested in three companies tied to ESG and several others that are completely woke. He shared a plan that can capture very good results in the market while investing in companies that align with our beliefs and not just using our own money to kill us. Thank you, Steve. When you guys put your advertisers first. Again, that is from David Dam. Uh, and thank you to the team over at Constitution Wealth. If you want to check them out yourself, investwithcw.com slash Steve. That's investwithcw.com slash Steve. Your portfolio and your principles don't have to be at war anymore. Because as you're going to find out shortly, we're pretty much, <laughs> we are pretty much at war everywhere else. All right, coming up uh, later in the program, Congressman Chip Roy, good friend of me and the show will be joining us here at the bottom of the hour fake news or not what happens when a liberal fact checks msnbc we will get into that uh and also an update on where things stand as we are now less than 40 days until the release of nefarious so we'll give you an update on that in pop culture tuesday because this later this week will be a very big week where nefarious and publicity is concerned. So we'll give you an update on that. Also, I've got an event coming up, our very first sneak peek in Michigan, anywhere in the country. We're going to do a bunch of these all over the country, actually. But our very first one is coming up this weekend in suburban Detroit, in Troy, Michigan. I'm going to actually be there this weekend. So we'll get into that as well. And there are still a few tickets available if you want to come. All right. So I'll tell you all about that and more coming up a little bit later on in the show. But... Prepare yourselves for Aaron's rundown of what happened while we were away. What happened while we were away brought to you by Lies on Lies on Lies on Lies. A couple of weeks ago, you may remember many, many lefty pearls were clutched after it was announced House Speaker Kevin McCarthy would release tens of thousands of hours of surveillance footage of the U.S. Capitol from January 6th, 2021, but only to Fox News's Tucker Carlson. Well, last night, we got our first major foray into what exactly Nancy Pelosi and her fellow ghouls in Congress were hiding. Carlson exposed several major lies surrounding what we've been told via the official narrative about what went down that day. First is the lie 
about one Capitol Police officer, Brian Sicknick. Now, we already knew Sicknick's death was ruled as being due to natural causes, a stroke to be exact. But to this day, leftist politicians have bandied about Sicknick's name and claimed he was everything short of eaten alive by a murderous mob on that day. This video paints a different story. As you can see, Officer Sicknick is alive and well, well after the time he's claimed to have been murdered. In addition, you can see he's moving around normally wearing a helmet, a far cry from someone who was supposedly beaten to death. Whatever happened to him was not a result of any violence perpetrated against him at the Capitol, and the lie about his death coming at the hands of protesters is just that, a bald-faced lie, using his death as a political cudgel. Next, you may remember Ray Epps, he's the mysterious figure who was seen and heard in and around the Capitol, both on the nights of January 5th and during the protest at the Capitol on January 6th. Epps, just to reset, was initially placed on that FBI wanted list in the aftermath of January 6th, but was mysteriously taken off that list with no explanation a short time later. Explaining Epps was, I guess, such a problem for Democrats in the House the last few years, they actually had him come in for testimony with the January 6th committee. Epps told the committee he never entered the Capitol and therefore never committed a crime. During the afternoon of the 6th, text messages from Epps's phone show him bragging to his nephew that he had, quote, orchestrated the protest at the Capitol. Epps also told the J6 committee he had left the grounds by the time he'd sent those messages. We now know that's not true. Ray Epps lied under oath. The surveillance footage shows Epps hanging around the Capitol for at least another half hour after he sent those texts. Yet again, no sufficient explanation for what Epps was doing or whom he was working with. Third, you may know Jacob Chansley better as his nickname, the QAnon Shaman, the Viking-horned adorned Trump supporter who was the subject of many photos and news coverage about the events at the Capitol that day. He was cartoonishly depicted and used as an outlandish stereotype of the type of people at the Capitol. We were told he was one of the worst of the worst there that day, that he'd broken into the Capitol and stormed the Senate chambers, bespoiling such sacred holy ground. Except there's one major problem. Chansley, the entire time he made his way through the Capitol, did it with a police escort. No fewer than nine police officers could be seen within arm's distance of Chansley, and not a single one of them tried to stop him. In fact, it appears thanks to this surveillance footage, they acted more as a tour guide than police force, which explains Chansley's prayer once he made it to the Senate chamber. Chansley was subsequently charged with glorified disorderly conduct and sentenced to over three years in federal prison back in November of 2021. And finally, one of the most childish assertions contained within the official narrative of what happened that day is that Senator Josh Hawley and other Republicans are cowardly hypocrites because they ran away as the Capitol was invaded. You may remember they tried to turn Josh Hawley in particular into a punchline. Later that day, Senator Hawley fled after those protesters he helped to rile up stormed the Capitol. See for yourself. <laughs> This, too, was a bald-faced lie, as this new surveillance footage shows oodles of lawmakers, Republicans and Democrats alike, running as the protesters entered the Capitol. Hawley was merely alone while he jogged through a Capitol hallway. The Hawley is a coward and hypocrite narrative based on that one clip alone may just be the worst example we've ever seen of deceptive editing.
It is unmistakably a good thing. The truth is finally coming out and coming out hot about what really happened on January 6th. What remains to be seen is whether the truth matters for those who are locked up in the D.C. gulag or in federal prison. And that's what happened while we were away. So if you were following me last night on Twitter as this was coming out and I'm reacting live, I, I and then again this morning, getting up and seeing this again, and then just now watching it again, I, I'm having a very difficult time containing my seething at this. A very difficult time. Taking my own advice here about meekness, power under control. So let's pause for a moment for me more than anything else and tell you about our partners over at Better Spectacles because they have been very loyal to this show because you've been very loyal to them. Uh, if you are unhappy with your lenses, Better Spectacles, a conservative American company, is offering Rodenstock eyewear. If you're wondering what that is, that's what I'm wearing today. 144-year-old German company, the world's gold standard, and they are exclusively available for the first time just in the last couple of years here in the U.S. through people like our friends at Better Spectacles. Um, and they do a fantastic job. If you've got a problematic prescription, if you're a little far, a little near, they call those progressive lenses. That's what I have to wear. In the past, you didn't get the cool Rodenstock frames that just the good old-fashioned stigmatism's got. Now you can get access to those as well. And yeah, if you've got a good old-fashioned astigmatism, they can help you with that too. They're offering... A an introductory offer to get you started. 61% off their progressive eyewear plus free handcrafted Rodenstock frames. That's right. They will throw in the frames for free to get you started. If you go there now and talk to one of their best trained opticians in the country at betterspectacles.com slash Steve. That's betterspectacles.com. Betterspectacles.com slash Steve. Okay. Um, where to even begin with all this? I mean, I just... Let's begin here. Over the last few years on this show, I mean, I have, we all have, um, demolished the core narrative that nearly ended Western civilization, COVID. You and I, Todd, wrote a... Number one best-selling book, had over 200 footnotes, almost as many footnotes as pages, as I recall. And remember, as I recall as well, we kept waiting for them to find, we knew, I mean, you can't, nothing can be perfectly up to date. Nothing, no matter how, we had a pretty tight delivery time. We went straight to paperback, yeah. so there wasn't any lag, right? I think we finished the book like March 1, and then it was out by March 26th, you know, on, on demand on Amazon, right? Right. But, but the, the information was ever-evolving, developing. We figured at some point someone would find the one footnote or three out of two plus hundred that we got wrong or had expired and try to use that to discredit the entire book. Remember we had those conversations and we were kind of sitting here bracing and waiting for it right never happened never happened in fact they just act like it never got published yes i think we got one google alert in mainstream media about fauci and bargain the entire time this book sold over a hundred thousand copies folks less than less than five percent of books a year will sell over two thousand copies that are newly released this one sold over a hundred thousand copies and the only time I ever got a Google alert for Fauci and Bargain within the mainstream media is if it was listed in the Publishers Clearinghouse or Wall Street Journal bestseller list or USA Today still had one. And then there was an article written about how books are not doing well in COVID. People aren't buying books. And there's a couple of surprise hits 
and there was a throwaway line referencing our book. That was it. So there was like no attempt to take it down. Where were all the, we kept wondering, where are all these fact checkers and everything we hear about, right? Yeah. We're, 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 we're going head on into the wind on this colossus of a narrative and taking the whole damn thing down. In early 2021. Yes. And we kept waiting. Where are the threats? Never happened. A couple of months ago on this show, we interviewed a January 6th prisoner live while he was incarcerated. Shortly thereafter, I finally got one of those, we're here to fact check you and monitor your show inquiries. Of course, I never responded, would never respond. Um, like Nehemiah, I am doing a very great work. <laughs> I am not coming down from this wall to debate Sanballat and Tobiah. I don't care. The truth of the matter is, this, is, this has become a very successful show, but it's not a multi-million dollar program. They, they, they really can't. You know, I, I can see why if you're like, you know, my buddy Dan Bongino, when you get these, you're a multi, multi-million dollar show. You've got layers of employees and livelihoods. I can see why you have to take that, all that stuff seriously and get ready to combat it. And you've seen Dan go back at it very aggressively, right? But our show's not at that place. So I, I, I don't, it's not worth my time. Okay. But why? I, I, I thought to myself, I remember when I got that note. Man. All the BS that we have debunked and called on this show the last few years. What, 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 was, what just happened that we just got? Now, now we're flagged. Now we're on the radar. Uh-huh. And I realized. It was interviewing that January 6th prisoner. Because this is the mother of all false narratives. At least there was a virus. At least there was a virus that did kill some people. That, that did happen. Made some other people sick. That happened. I mean, there is a guy named Brett Kavanaugh. He's on the Supreme Court. Mm -hmm. There is a person named Julie Swetnick. She should be in a prison cell with her attorney, Michael Avenatti. What exactly about this narrative is true? There was a date, January 6th, 2020. 2021, I should say. January 6th, 2021. That date, that date did happen. We did turn the page on the calendar. That date occurred. What else do we know about what we are told about that date, though, is fundamentally true? What we have witnessed here for the last two plus years is an American Reichstag. I'll never, I'll never forget the amount of emails I got from you in the audience. People, a lot of you that went to that event. You got back on the buses, you got back in your cars, you're heading back home, you get on your phones, and you're, finding, you're seeing all this footage that all hell breaks loose. You're like, man, there was tens of thousands of people there. We went, Trump spoke, we left. What the hell, what, what the hell transpired after we left this place? How many emails I got from people? Facebook, messengers. Man, what happened after we left? This has been the most scrutinized and covered news story of the last two plus years. And we still don't know.
Before I go further, let me say, and you threw another name in there last night, Aaron. Thank you for that. But our good friend Julie Kelly, there's no way we're not here or we're here without her. No way. Absolutely no way. And then you mentioned, is it Darren Beatty over at Revolver? Correct. He was in on this from almost the very beginning as well. Okay. Without, without those, you know, we were in a very exclusive group with COVID too, but it was a lot bigger than the January 6th group was. Pretty much that's about it. There's no way without their work, we are at this moment today. No way. There are so many angles about this that we could take. I remember the first time we interviewed Julie on the show, early on in her, wor- in her work, just asking questions about this narrative and what happened. And I remember the very first interview we did, and I asked her, help me understand, what are the odds that a self-proclaimed Antifa member from Utah, you guys remember this? could travel all the way across the country. And he's the guy that actually shot the original footage of Ashley Babbitt getting murdered. Mm. It's his footage. So he, he, got from, he got from Utah as an Antifa member and so got embedded in the events of what transpired that day with tens of thousands of people there that he just so happened to be the one to shoot yeah. the video of Ashley Babbitt getting murdered. What, what, that's an amazing coincidence. Here's another amazing series of coincidences, in fact, not just one. How is Ray Epps everywhere? The day of, the night before, the night before he's out there, we got to go to the Capitol. He's under oath in Congress saying, hey, you know, I was gone after I sent that text. You know, I'm basically just uh, blowing myself up. I was just, you know, with, with a family member. I was already gone. He's not only not already gone, He's there at the front of the Capitol Dome, guys, on the complex, at the front of the barricade in the video that, that, that Tucker showed last night. He's not just moseying around the parking lot, making his way home. Oh, you know, I missed, I thought it was, you know, I was off by 15 or 20 minutes when there's that many people. You get. Dude is on the front lines of this event as it's going down. That's not something you just forget. Another, another truly amazing coincidence. Except none of this is. They took a Trump supporter, Brian Sicknick, and they used him to Goldstein smear Orwellian snowball smear every person that would even think for three seconds about voting for Donald Trump. It would be one thing to cynically do that if indeed he had perished the way that they claimed. Right? Yeah. It'd be one thing to do that. Really cynical. Brutally cynical. But at least it was based on an actual event. In this case, they knew it was a lie all along. And because of digital watermarking and everything else, it is very clear they all saw this video. They knew it existed the entire time. 
as an aside, it's amazeballs that they had so much confidence that the Republicans would not keep their promise on this, that they thought they were going to keep this stuff concealed forever, that this stuff was never going to come out. I think they're so sure that there's never any consequences anymore that and it there's just that doesn't too. matter. And you know what? Nobody went to jail for what they tried to do to Brett Kavanaugh. Nobody went to jail for what they tried to do with Russian collusion. Remember the Durham probe? Oh, yeah. I remember that was, it's Durham time. No, it's never, it's never going to be Durham time. Nobody went to jail for stealing an election. Nobody went to jail for a scandemic. For creating a super virus and letting it leak from a lab. So since there's no accountability, total depravity just... Keeps total depravity on, right? Yes, it does. Marches on. Marches on. This this is so infuriating. It's an American Reichstag. It is beyond even the most cynical of political ploys. And I, and I think it begs a very fundamental question. How do you share a country with this? Amen to that question. Yeah, I was talking to my wife this morning, and I said, how would you feel if you went into the office knowing that people in the office falsely accused you of malpractice? You found out later on that they knew it was a false allegation all along. They just wanted you gone. They tried to ruin you. And then when you go into work tomorrow, they're still there. If it, <laughs> you want to be more angry? I can't even tell you what I'd do today if I was Josh Howley. I, I mean, I cannot even tell you. I'd be in jail. I'm just going to tell you right now, guys. I'd be in bleeping jail, okay? I would be in jail. That's where I'd be right now. In jail. Because of what I would do if I were him. What were you going to say? Well, these people who would do such a thing, what if... They were the thing they're the most right about is Sicknick. And this from the the perspective that we've long uh, diagnosed and have receipts of in many walks of life that the, the Democrats are always guilty of the thing they're blaming other people of. Yeah. This is me talking. But what if he was murdered? But by them. At this point, I think you should honestly yeah. put absolutely everything because on the table. that guy was standing there doing his job vigorously. Now, maybe the next day he did die of a stroke. Or maybe 
This was the one decent human being that got wind of all of the stuff that was going on. Why didn't you act? Or maybe he had warned people in the past and said this was going to happen. We know requests were made for additional security. I can make your they case even more. I can make your case very fundamentally for you. What if after what, what, that next what, what, day he said, I'm blowing the whistle on this and that's why he's dead? What if the cause of his stroke was simply he's in there trying to keep the peace doing his job like you see in that video and sees what's going on with some of his contemporaries and what they're about to escalate this thing to and then he watched what it became and what if that was the cause of his stroke so yeah they did murder him essentially yeah by by uh, doing what they were trying to do to Clarence Thomas multiple times exactly or what they tried to do to Brett Kavanaugh or what they tried to do to Donald Trump right yeah to me this went from at the very least everything that you just said traitorous at best to demonic because of that last item, the Josh Hawley trying to turn him into a punchline. Have you seen, for one, have you ever seen a more deceptively edited video than that? No. I have not. No. In Tucker's video, if you saw that whole thing, they showed the peaceful calm of people walking through, but then they hired that CBS guy to make the video into basically a music video, and then they show to music them marching through, Mm -hmm. and they volume up. So it sounds like it's a raging crowd in there instead of people just moseying through. This went from traitorous to demonic with that story for me, because you can still say... With all of those other stories, this is just really, really vile political um, Machiavellian tactics. You can kind of make that argument. When you do what they did to Josh Hawley, though, that's just plain old seething hatred. F you. For existing. How are you going to work F with you. that the next day? How do you F do that? You for How do you walk down the hall there next is, to those people? There's a subplot in Nefarious. I'm not going to go into any detail. Don't worry. There's a subplot in Nefarious that I think this is analogous to, and you will see that in the movie. But this is how the devil operates. This went from traitorous at best to demonic with that story. We're just going to turn you into punchline because it's Tuesday. Screw you. How do you like them apples? Yeah, because we can. We'll label you a racist because we can. We'll cancel you because we can. We'll prevent you from earning a living if you don't take our experimental poison because we can. Uh, We will poison you even if you go ahead and take it. We'll poison you anyway because we can. We'll censor you. Uh, We will pedo-groom your children, and that's when we're not mutilating them because we can. We will open your borders, empty your prisons, uh, and then we will incite and frame you when you dare to ask questions. I I just... This isn't a political party. It is a demonic construct. It is not a political party. It is a demonic construct. This country doesn't need free and fair elections. It needs an exorcism. This is a plot line that when House of Cards was good, they wouldn't have put in. That's perfect. How do you share a country with this? I'm asking. How do, think of where you live right now. How do you know I can walk down the street and I've got a neighbor who buys into this kind of stuff who just wouldn't report me? Um, I fit uh, that. Yeah. I, I, how do you know that? 
how do you share a country with this? I think, I think when, we, when we boil it all down, and hey man, we still have, we still have real video of people acting violently. They should be criminally charged. Incited or not, they should be criminally charged. They certainly shouldn't still be in jail now without any Absolutely. due process. Absolutely. Absolutely. Nancy Pelosi should be in those cells that those people are in I, right I now. just, I agree. Wholeheartedly. Think about where you are on a soul level to be that soulless. I, I'm just telling you. Well, you know, those are the same people that are castrate your sons. They're that gone. I used to call this the mob at Lot's house. Man, I think we are beyond that. I, I don't know what this is. I, I, I don't, man. I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't have a biblical analogy for it, really. I, I don't. You know, unless we're just talking about pure fulfillment of Romans 1. I, I don't know biblically, church history. I, I don't, I've never seen anything like this. I don't know of anything else like this except the Third Reich. That's why I called it an American Reichstag. Because I don't know of anything else. This level, this level of gaslighting, I, I don't know of any other example I can call upon. Nefarious does. Well, there's that. Let's get right to it. Uh, one of my best buddies also happens to be a member of Congress, but don't hold that against him. Uh, Chip Roy is here with us. Uh, good to see you, my friend. How are you? I'm doing fine, Steve. Uh, you know, don't hold it against me. You tried to convince me not to do it wisely. <laughs> Especially on a day like this. And, and you know, we pointed out without the work of people like Darren Beatty and our friend uh, Julie Kelly, we're, we're not here today. Uh, the, the work they did initially pushing back on this narrative. But we should also mention, without the coalition that, uh, that you guys forged to challenge Speaker McCarthy uh, a couple of months ago and put this on the table, we're not here today either. So I think that should be mentioned as well. Well, I appreciate that. I mean, we still have a lot of work to do, though. I mean, look, we, we won the battle to position the Republican conference to be more effective and more representative of the of the of the body so that we could have more voice as conservatives. But like let's just be honest. I mean we've got more work to do on the weaponization committee, which frankly isn't going nearly as far or as fast as it needs to go. Uh, we have not yet uh, you know, for example, impeached my orcas or anybody, we have not yet passed a meaningful border security bill to jam it down the, the Senate's throats. We have not yet stood up to uh, you know, fight the spending battle. So Republicans need to get a kick in the pants and realize that, uh, that they sent us here to do something about it. But uh, but you are correct. We're in a better position. And I'm glad Tucker's at least focusing on trying to find the truth on some of the things going on out there. As you watched this video, how much of it had you seen before it aired on Tucker last night? Uh, very little. Uh, I, well, none of what I saw there yesterday. I mean, what I've seen, I've seen predominantly, if not entirely, um, on whatever Les leaked out to news media in the past uh, in terms of footage. Uh, I've not been offered uh, any uh, ability to go sit in any room and go look at any of the video footage. Um, and so, you know, it, I found obviously quite uh, intriguing, in particular, that part about, you know, Ray Epps 
uh, very clearly having lied to the January 6th committee and um, nobody on the January 6th committee seemingly caring about the fact that he lied, saying I was gone and back at my hotel or whatever he said, but very clearly was there in the window when he said he was no longer present. Um, that should be, you know, catching a lot of people's attentions. And, and look, you know, I, I can't remember what the exact numbers are, but it's something like 61 percent of Americans, you know, believe that uh, the feds were involved with inciting the riots. Uh, you know, 80 percent want the tapes released. Um, look, a lot of people had concerns about the way some of that stuff unfolded politically, who may not necessarily align with President Trump or whatever, but who were looking at this kind of going, well, what the hell was going on? Like, mm -hmm. there are just a lot of things that don't add up to the average American. And I think that's what you've been really good at constantly beating the drum to seek the truth wherever it may lead. Not as an apologist for Trump, but not also as a uh, blind skeptic saying, hey, you don't think there was some shifty foot of crap at the Capitol? So you can want to seek the truth wherever it may lead, to quote Thomas Jefferson. Unfortunately, our universities and media don't like to do that anymore, but uh, some of us are going to have to try. We can have a lot of different angles about Tucker's report last night, but I, I think there's a very fundamental question, Chip. How do I share a country with this? Like, let's just go to your work environment. Let's make it personal for a second. If I'm Josh Hawley, this is beyond just the most cynical of political ploys. How do I walk down the hall next to these people? Chip, I'm just going to tell you. If I was Josh Hawley, I'd be in a jail cell today. I just, how I would respond to this, this is, this is inhuman. How do I share a workplace environment, a job? We're, we're just, we're just, you're just subhuman now. Like, I don't, have to, I don't have to give you a shred of human dignity on any level at all. None? None. And we can lie about you all we want. We can discredit you all we want. We can accuse you of anything we want. Nothing? Am I going too far with this? Because I, I, I ask my audience, how do you walk down? If, if the same people that are, being, are, that are subjecting themselves to these kinds of media sources are getting worked over like this, I mean, how do you know they're not going to make false reports about you? They're not going to falsely accuse you. I mean, how do we live together with this level of deception on a one-on-one -on -one basis, Chip? Man, you're asking me sort sort of the unanswerable. Um, the the what? Here's the, the way I would answer the question: We we live together by virtue of the fact some of us are going to start and have been laying the terms under which we're going to live. That's where I think Republicans have been missing the mark for far too long. They've accepted this premise of some sort of, I don't know, blind adherence to collegiality for collegiality's sake, right? Yet you're being absolutely targeted, vitriolically lied about, lied to, um, being told, you know, up is down, down is up, right is wrong, wrong is right, you know, that, that, and, and, and that there shouldn't be any consequence to that. Now, that's not a direct answer to your question. I would just simply say there are some things that are flat out irreconcilable differences. I've been saying that for a long time, and so have you. Um, I don't exactly know what that means, but it just means that we should be radically, openly, unapologetically, and fearlessly telling the truth, and we should be radically, openly, unapologetically, and fearlessly fighting back, right? That's what's missing, and it's not exactly what you mean, but on every issue under the sun, right, the border, okay, the border 
alone is enough to say you're not going to raise the debt ceiling, you're not going to get funding for the government unless you fix it now. Mm -hmm. The vax mandates alone, the fact that there's a serviceman right now not being able to be a commanding officer because he rejected the shot and they're going after him to get $75,000 in student loans back, and there are thousands of examples like this in the military and healthcare and everything else, that alone is enough for Republicans to say, we're not going to raise the debt ceiling, we're not going to fund the government unless you fix this now. Now, I can go issue by issue, right, not letting Djokovic come into the United States because of vax worship. Uh, maybe we should be uh, saying, how about the FBI doesn't get a $400 million new headquarters while they're targeting Mark Houck and Scott Smith as domestic terrorists? Mm -hmm. Right. You know, why are we going to give money to an ATF to make felons out of 10 million Americans? Now, this is, I know, a, an extension of your point. But it's but the same point. Wanted... It's the same yeah. point. Because all the exactly. points that all the points that you're arguing, the, the, the political conversations that we thought when we were growing up were really tough and really divisive, at least were, were rooted in some form of, of elementary truth. People were being helped by Medicare. The debate was whether a welfare state was the best way to help them. There was a there was right. an element of truth. We were starting from a place of truth, and then it, then it became a matter of what's the best perspective on that truth, and as it applies to what's the best reality and outcome in acknowledgement of said truth. Everything you just mentioned is devoid of any truth whatsoever, devoid of any value whatsoever. It is nihilistic in nature. There, there, nothing positive comes from any of the outcomes that you just mentioned, and yet that's the debate that, we're, those are all the debates we're having now. This is just, what, the, the footage last night is just the latest, is the latest on that front. And it's, and it's a, the constant abuse of power, the constant just laying down of all pretense of believing that the construct of our government was designed inherently to protect us from that abuse of power, and then just willingly taking it. And, and, and this is what I always kind of keep coming back to, right? Because I try to deal with what's in front of me and the power that I have to do something about it. I have something to do about all this as a dad, right? So I put my kids in a you know, private classical Christian school at great expense to my family and giving up and sacrificing a lot of things. And my wife sacrifices a lot of things. Why? Because we can control that. We can make that choice. Some parents can't. We barely can. Some parents, were, you know, that's why we're fighting for some school choice options in Texas and so forth. But my main point is that's the kind of thing I can control. I can control to some degree, to some degree where I live. I live on 10 acres, so I can be free from the asshat next door who's interfering with my life, right? But what, what, what can we do as a society, right? Where else can we go to quote Reagan or to quote Rafael Cruz, our mutual friend, quoting Reagan as a Cuban-American who fled Cuba to come to America? He said, well, where else do you go? The guy at Bucky's, who's from Venezuela, who pulled me aside in Texas, he said, hey, are you Congressman Chip? I said, uh, I don't know. That depends. And he, <laughs> he, he comes up to me and he says, hey, uh, thank you. Thank you for fighting to save the country that I was able to flee to, because now they're trying to do to America what they did to us in Venezuela. Mm. Right. The guy who came up to me the other day, people think I make these things up. Just true as day. Guy comes up to me, not my constituent, at a gas station near where I live, a Hispanic guy. He was fired from his job. He's a veteran. He worked at the VA, and then he worked at the Treasury. He was fired from his job because he refused to take the vaccine. He came up and thanked me. He said, you're one of the few people out there every day fighting for truth. Hmm. Look, the American people want it. 
Migrants want it. People want us to want to live free. I'm telling you, there is a bubbling up, um, rising up, and I've seen it. I was out with uh, our friend Ron DeSantis in Houston and Dallas last weekend. We had 1,600 people in Houston. They are hungry for it. I'm telling you, they're hungry for it. He won 62% of the Hispanic vote in Florida, and he didn't do it by pandering. I know this is a little far from your subject. What I mean is we have to go find freedom and fight for it and seek truth and shove it down their throat unapologetically. That's how we do it. Hmm. That's well said because I'm in a, I'm in a, I'm going to take this job and shove it mood. So it's providential that that you're on here to, to provide us a, a place to um, constructively channel that angst because that video last night, man, makes you want to pull an HL Mencken and start raising the black flag. Okay. That level, that level of, we will just completely destroy you at any cost. If anything, I think that we now know that we can't really trust these people chip on literally anything, like literally anything. Everything is a lie. Everything is. Let me go back to my, you know, it's weird, uh, the the cynic in me, right? But but let me go back. So I was asked a question. Yeah, the cynic in you, but amongst the two of us, you are the one that usually brings me back into the light if we're being honest with the audience. Well, look, we, 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 we like feed off of each other, all of us, all of us who are trying to fight. Like, we, we, we have to fight. I wake up every day and go, what the heck are we doing today? Mm-hmm. So I'm about to go fight something out in some bullcrap bill that Republicans are putting forward because we're not actually doing everything we should be doing yet. I'm going to keep keeping a fire under. But on Saturday, at the end of the thing, after DeSantis spoke and I was on a panel and there was a group, there's like 800 people there. Somebody said, well, you know, what's something that gives you hope and optimism? And to my point a minute ago, the, the people that have said no, right? The, 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 the men and women in, in the military who said, no, you, fire me, you know, uh, don't promote me. I'm not taking the needle. The nurse who didn't take the needle mm-hmm. um, in the crowd. I don't want to. You know, it was, there was uh, you know, uh, Candace Cameron Brett, right? The actress from uh, you know Hallmark movies and 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 you know Full House. She turned down, you know, and, and moved from the Hallmark Channel over to whatever the Great American Family Network or whatever it is, mm-hmm. because Hallmark was abandoning core values. Mm-hmm. Right? That's saying no. Right? We need. Thousands more of that, but there's a lot of it happening. You want to have hope? It was a tireless minority that founded this country, to quote Sam Adams. It was not a majority. Remember that. You remember that. Mm-hmm. I remember that. All your listeners remember that. Mm-hmm. It does not actually take a majority. It takes a small group of us being willing to say, we're going to live free. And the people out there listening to this radio program, this, this um, you know, uh, conversation, they know and they've seen individuals say no, say no to masks. Stop you know, putting your kids in a school where your kids' minds are getting polluted. I know the counter. Well, there's sheep. There's sheep who just listen to the January 6th committee, you know, propaganda. There's sheep who just listen to Fauci and said, you got to shut down. I know. I know. But leaders fought through that. And I'm not talking about leaders just like DeSantis or you or others that have been calling it out. And Daniel Horowitz and you know, some of the great doctors have been willing to do it. Uh, Peter McCullough was in that crowd, by the way, in Dallas. Hmm. Uh, he was a part of that audience. Um, but I'm talking about the leaders that are community leaders, individual family members who sacrificed and lost jobs because they, by God, weren't going to have the government jam a needle in their arm. 
Before we let you go, we got about 90 seconds here. What can our audience do for you? How can they help what you're trying to do up on Capitol Hill? Number one, pray. Uh, number two, get highly involved in what's happening on the presidential horizon. Uh, I don't think anybody's got any surprises about you know where my, my head is right now, but uh, that'll be more public here soon. But here's the most important thing. Light a fire under your member of Congress or your United States senator. I don't care what state you're in. I don't care if they're Republican. Light a fire under them and demand to know why they will fund a government that's continuing to fund tyranny, why they would fund the government that is continuing to fund the very things they campaign against. They can't shrug. We have the power of the purse in the House, and we should damn well use it. The most important thing you can do listening to this show is ask your member of Congress, are they going to vote to fund a government with open borders? Are they going to vote to fund a government that continues vaccine mandates? Are they going to vote to fund a government that's allowing our government to continue to promote diversity, equity, and inclusion? Are they going to vote to fund a government that continues to fund an IRS targeting you know, uh, parents? Are you going to vote to fund a government that doesn't secure the border? The answer to that should be no. That's the most important thing any American can do right now. Love you, brother. Thank you for joining us. Appreciate it. Keep up the fight. God bless, Steve. You bet. Take care. Take care. Thoughts? Well, he's been beating this drum for a long time, and I'm glad he just keeps coming around to it, it because it's so common sense. But it's it, you, you just the brick wall that won't accept common sense is endemic on so many issues. But what? Why? Why would we fund this again? We. The, the things people would get will get mad about of how their money is spent in their own home. Like uh, go to a, you mentioned yesterday about going to a restaurant or something. If we don't get the right service, if our comfort is not given us in the right way, mm-hmm. yeah, you, you will simply be sodomized on a daily basis by your own government. Like at some point, where d- d- n- zero dignity, no personal respect. There's no boundaries. No, none. I mean, not what we will label you a rapist and end, essentially end your ability to leave your home and and, and be a, a, a functioning member of society. Um, there's nothing we won't do. Nothing. We'll poison you. We'll kill you. Nothing. H- how do we live with this? How? We, you know, look where we are now. We're two plus years after January 6th of 2021. And we're just now getting in mass in, in mass media. The truth of what actually happened there. Think about this, though. There were very, very few on the right, and I mean really few on the right. I'm proud to say I think I think we can put this show in the category of those who immediately pushed back on the narrative that was being set, but the narrative was set within 24 hours because there wasn't a unified voice on the right. And think about that as well. We had been living nearly a year into all the lies of COVID and not a critical mass of people with R's after the name in D.C. and huge platforms on the right. Not a, cr- not, not a critical mass of them. Didn't take two seconds to think, hey, maybe the narrative that I'm being fed isn't the right one. And now here we are, two years later, innocence victimized, people sitting in the gulag and in federal prison. Too many men without chests. Absolutely infuriating. Hour two is next. Greetings. We are back with Hour 2 live and on demand on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. Steve Dace here with Aaron McIntyre, Todd Erzin, and all of you. 
And you can all let us know what you think about what we think by emailing the show, steve at stevedace.com. D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook, MeWe and Gab. Follow me at Steve Day Show on Twitter and Getter, Instagram and TikTok. And you can also find me on Truth Social there at Real Steve Dace on Truth Social. If you are a podcast listener, thank you so very much for that. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, please, if you've yet to do so, hit subscribe or follow uh, on your podcast platform of choice. Leave us a five-star review as well. Uh, in each of you that have done those, we have gotten thousands of five-star star reviews on this show nearly 10,000 of them actually so thank you very much and greatly appreciate each and every one of those also appreciate getting notes like this from Todd my wife and I bought a few Eden Pure air purifiers with your discount code they work great and to explain why and uh, and thank you for your recommendation our dog Jedi what a great name by the way our dog Jedi had explosive diarrhea in his kennel Normally, this would reek through the whole house, but thanks to the Eden Pure air purifier, we couldn't identify uh, where the smell came from until we let him out in the morning. We're grateful. Jedi is still recovering, uh, but the house is smelling fresher than ever. So it doesn't, it won't cure your dog's explosive diarrhea. It won't do that. All right. But uh, it will help with the, uh, the scent that is left behind. And if you want to get signed up with Eden Pure, maybe you'll be the next person to send me a note about how great this product works. Get their three pack of uh, thunderstorm air purifiers. Uh, you get those right now. Actually, no, they're doing the BOGO again. Cool. All right. So here's how it works now. Uh, any amount that you buy, you get for free. Buy one get one free buy two get two free buy three get three free can't beat it and free shipping as well when you go to edenpuredeals.com slash steve edenpuredeals.com slash steve use the discount code steve edenpuredeals.com discount code steve let's welcome in my oldest daughter anastasia good to see you again princess how are you Good. Do you want to hear a funny story really quick, actually? You bet. So I, Stephen and I, my husband, not this one, but my husband, Stephen, we decided to sell my, our old Wii. We just weren't using it. Mm -hmm. And I was talking to her, like we were scheduling, like when to meet up. And then she's like, big fan of your dad, by the way. So excited to pick up this Wii. So shout out to Sonia for buying my Wii and listening to the show. Is that the Wii that we used to play with when you were a kid? No, this was Steven's old Wii. Steven's so I'm not selling Wii. your guys' but okay. or else maybe I would have gotten more from it. Might have gotten more, some sentimental I'd have been value. Like, I will right? have him sign the Wii when you come to pick it Did up. Did Steve Tace touch this Wii? Yes. You know, I might just Which say yes. Depreciates it in value all the more. Yes. See when people Did, are like Did Steve Tace humiliate his children on Wii Sports on this Wii? Yes. See when people are like, Is your dad Steve Dace? I always answer I'm like do you like him or not yes well you've done that your whole life yeah and then if they're, like, if they're like if someone, no. if someone says our name right yeah then it's they didn't guess it's either yeah. they, they know and so it's either really bad or really good yeah so i just wanted to give a quick shout out to sonia for buying my Wii today all right very nice what are we doing this week <laughs> so i kind of decided as hannah montana once said to bring kind of the best of both worlds nice because i Guys, I can't get away. I'm giving the people what they want because they want you guys to watch TikToks. Oh, no. But oh. I wanted to give you guys a fighting chance. So here's how we're doing this. Okay. I've got three categories of trivia questions. Okay. If you get, so you have three chances. So if you get the question wrong, you have to watch a TikTok. Oh, it's punishment. If then. you get the question right, no TikTok. I think that's fair, Todd, don't you? Okay. All right. So, okay. right. yeah, so I'm going to, but you can't help each other out with the answer. It's going to go one by one. You got will it. pick the All category. Right. Okay. Because I kind of made it like that. So like if you got one wrong, then they can blame you 
for having to watch the talk and then it'll be funnier for everybody okay sounds good i like it okay okay so dad we'll start with you all right okay we have star wars we have 80s movies and we have superheroes see i tried to give you guys like a chance all right, I'll do the superheroes because I'm probably going to be the most knowledgeable in that category. Because the okay. these other two guys can hold on, can hang in the other two for sure. All right. Okay, that was sweet, Dad. Yep. Okay. Yeah, he's a giver. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a selfish lover, Todd. Okay, right. here we go. Yes. Question one. What year was the first modern comic, comic book printed? A, 1917. B, 1938. C, 1933. Or D, 1925. I'm going to see, I'm going to say 1938 with Action Comics 1 and Superman. Aaron, why don't we go ahead and play that first? No, TikTok. no, that, that has when to be. When it comes the... to inclusive language, oftentimes people tend to use phrases like people with penises or people with vaginas, oh rather than saying male and female or men and women. While this can absolutely be inclusive for trans people, unfortunately, no, it's not no, always the most no, inclusive stop. language for intersex people. No. My advice is to use language that focuses on function and not just no, form. I've, I've got, that means I've got some language I want to use. That you're talking about, I'm going to use such some as language. people who can get pregnant people who can get other people pregnant, people who are at risk of testicular cancer, and so on and so forth. This okay. is much more inclusive because no, there are intersex I, people I, I, who are born I, I with a vagina but things. don't can have I, a uterus or ovaries or an ability to menstruate. This is because some got, people I've that are born with a body part or two I'd like to include. So it's much more inclusive to say what you actually mean than it is to use language that works. Okay, thank you. Okay, I think I'd... I, okay. Do you want to know the answer? Yes. Okay. It was C, 1933. And before you, I confirmed this on three different sources on these questions because I knew all of you. I know you guys. I'm starting to get to know the crew here. And I know you guys would have been like, well, actually, when it was first invented, was Action the Comics number one, Superman came out in 1938. I'm just letting, okay, well, I'm just letting you know that the first modern comic book printed was C, 1933. What was it? I don't know, but I confirmed it. Okay. See, here we go. It's already strong. Okay. <laughs> Todd, would you like Star Wars, 80s movies, or superheroes? Oh, let's do 80s movies. Okay. What I should have done is set this up. So like every question you chose was like super hard. And then for them, it was like, what's the letter after B? Set, set your dad up. That, nice. That Thanks. would have been beautiful. <laughs> that would have been, yeah. Okay. Question one. Which 80s movie was the highest grossing film of the decade? Okay. You have uh, Empire Strikes Back. You have Return of the Jedi. You have E.T. <coughs> grossing. I'll well, give you a hint that one of the three movies you just said, because I don't have multiple options for this, is the correct answer. One of the three you just listed is the correct answer. You got this, Todd. I think it's then it's Jedi or E.T., <clears throat> um oh gosh I, I, i'll i'll say return of the Jedi. oh god no. <laughs> no. you guys are okay go ahead and play tiktok number two it's et uh, it's et my pronouns are fake they're fair oh it, my it, it, and they them is just fine so if you wanted to refer to me, you would say Faye is a drag storyteller. It loves to read. And some of their favorite books are Where the Wild Things Are and From the Stars in the Sky to the Fish in the Sea. Can you read and Where I the Prisons Are? I've been a drag storyteller with Drag Story Hour for a year and a half. And my drag character is a drag thing that can be anything in the world. Yes. Space. A lot of times I'm a notebook or a car. Descend to the ninth ring of hell. Things. 
See, I've got it. Are you really at home hoping? The, the fact that I that coughed every time this? after ET didn't wasn't a hint that I was trying to help you out here. I coughed every time she said I'm ET. I'm just coughing as part of my life right now. I <laughs> okay. can't even. T- That's true. That was. But are people distinct. really hoping we lose? Or are they hoping we win so we, we save you from this as well? I don't. This is. You rough. know, I'll confirm that they want you guys to lose because mm-hmm. the amount of messages I get saying have them watch TikToks again is overwhelming. All right, Aaron's so you guys turn. literally have one more. All right, okay, <laughs> Aaron, would you like Star Wars, '80s movies, or superheroes? Uh, give me, give me superheroes. Okay. Okay. Question two. Again, I did confirm this with other sources. In it, because I know. In an attempt to appear more normal, the superhero Hellboy does what? A, file his horns down, B, wears contacts, or C, hides his right devil hand. I don't know this one. Oh, man. I don't think it's B. So it's A or C. No, maybe it is B. Maybe that's what you want me to think. Reverse psychiatry. <laughs> B, final answer. Is that your final true answer? Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Okay, so I wrote all of these questions for nothing because that was also wrong. So, oh this is my favorite one. Play the last one. So, a one, a two, a three, a four. One ounce of good pride. One ounce of good pride. One ounce of good pride. One ounce of good Cut me. This is my favorite part. They're just like you and me. Cut me, Mick. Cut me, Mick. Throw in the damn towel. I want to take the punch that Apollo Creed got from Drago right now. See, that's my favorite part is he says, we're black, we're white, we're Asian too. We're every color of the rainbow. I think I love that. I think we're all losers here. We, uh, America yeah, just lost. Honestly, America, America just lost. Yes. See, like I, when I was telling my coworkers about this, I, first I was like, maybe I should make them like super hard math questions or something that you would like never. And then they were like, no, like make it so it's possible for them. And I was like, okay. So then I was like, I'm like shocked that you didn't. Star Wars was honestly the easiest category. So you guys just lost. <laughs> All the questions I wrote were for nothing. <laughs> I. I think I'm supposed to say thank you, but I'm not. Your time here is concluded now. I, I will say that. <laughs> I hope to see you guys again. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Bye. All right. Let's get to fake news or not. Uh, brought to you by MD Hearing Aid. Did you know that they have cut the price in half? Despite all the inflation craziness, MD Hearing Aid uh, just made their Neo Rechargeable Digital Hearing Aids only $149.99 each when you buy a pair, and that's $300 for a pair of hearing aids. You can't beat that price, and you can't beat the product, by the way. Um, uh, my, my, my stepdad, uh, Jim, has been using this product. Uh, right now, I don't need one, although if Anna keeps playing those TikTok videos, I may need what those things do to make my ears bleed. I may have, I may need the MD hearing aid next, but uh, my stepdad Jim has been using them. And I mean, he's just blown away. 
by how good of a product this is uh, and how much of a difference it has made for him. So if you want MD's uh, hearings, smallest hearing aid ever, and um, also for about 90% less of medical-grade hearing aids that are elsewhere on the market. Go to mdhearing.com, mdhearing.com. Use the promo code STEVE to get their new buy one, get one for $149 each offer when you buy a pair. Plus, they'll add a free extra charging case, too. That's a $100 value right there. All right, so that's mdhearing.com. Use the promo code STEVE and get their new buy one. Get a second one for $149.99 each. That's two for just 300 bucks when you buy a pair plus a free extra charging case. $100 extra value there, and it's a great product, according to my stepdad, Jim, who just absolutely swears by it. MDHearing.com. That was painful. I think we need a pick-me-up. Yeah, when we just started, no, we're going to... It was like, don't give me hope. You know, right. we, we, we think we have destiny and like I, I was and, literally raising the black flag and then yeah. chip came on that, that's what you gotta love about chip normally you have to fire your politicians up he's like he comes on this show to fire the base up. <laughs> it's a complete reversal yeah. of how it normally we're all sitting here this is over we're done we're finished i can't even walk down the freaking street in my neighborhood without getting reported right chip comes on and gives us like marching orders it's like a re- the reverse of how this is supposed to work so we're all fired up we're like okay maybe we can maybe we've got a chance again and then Anna does that to us. I, I think we that this needs to continue. I think now we need a, a pick-me-up again, right? What do you got? I think for fake news or not, we have this clip oh, yeah. of Russell Brand on Bill Maher this week. John, I've not known you long, but mm. I love you already. But I have to say that it's, <laughs> it's disingenuous to claim that the biases that are exhibited on Fox News are any different from the biases exhibited on MSNBC. It's difficult to suggest that's, that's... that these corporations operate as anything other than mouthpieces for their affiliate owners in BlackRock and Vanguard. And, and unless we start to embrace, and, and also, mate, like just spiritually, if I may use that word in your great country, we have to take responsibility for our own perspective. I, I've been on that MSNBC, yeah, mate. It was right. propagandist nutcrackery yeah. you, on there. You, I went on the show called Morning Joe. Yeah. It was absurd the way they carried Good on. Good morning, Joe. Yes. Yeah, it, I don't it. know what it was. It wasn't morning. There was no one called Joe there. No one could concentrate. They didn't understand the basic tenets of ju- journalism. No one was willing to stick up for genuine American heroes uh, like Edward Snowden. No one was willing to talk about Julian Assange and what he suffered trying to bring real journalism to the American people and I think to sit within the castle of MSNBC throwing rocks oh. at Fox News is ludicrous. My friends, Make my MSNBC friend. better. My Make friend. MSNBC my great friend. again. My friend, I would love I would the moment the moment the moment the moment the moment the moment that you give me a specific example an actual example. Okay, I'll give you oh, one. Right, just wait. Wait, 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 wait. Just, 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 just a specific example. How about? Wait, 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 let, me, let me tell you what the specific example I'd like to hear of. I'd like to hear a specific example, approval specific example of an MSNBC correspondent or anchor being on television saying something they knew was false and were saying behind the scenes to people, this is, I'm allowed to go out and we know that we know that the election wasn't stolen or something equivalent, but I will go, but I will go out, but I will go out on television and say the opposite. I will lie. When's my answer? 
Wait, just give me a give me the specific example. I'm deciding basic okay. Give me a specific I, I, example. I, 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 all right. I'm with you. I think it's a false equivalency, Russell. It's a false equivalency. It's not about bias. It's a false equivalency because you don't actually know anything about any of these organizations you're talking about. Even on MSNBC ones. Big deal. My darling, it was more than enough. You can't come out with a single you have a single actual fact. Do you want an example? Do you want an example? The ludicrous, outrageous criticisms of Joe Rogan around ivermectin, deliberately referring to it as a horse medicine when they know it's an effective medicine. Rachel Maddow turning up on the TV saying if you take this vaccine, you're not going to get it when it hasn't been clinically trialed for transmission. You have to listen. Do you think you can improve America by determinedly and avowedly condemning Fox News without acknowledging that you're participating in the same game? Did you not just listen to Bernie Sanders, <laughs> someone who plainly, legitimately believes in this country and believes it's possible to change, but is bound by corruption, is bound by the lobbying system. Surely it's clear to you, Bill, as one of the great pundits and experts and comic voices, that systemic change is required. Money has to be taken out of politics. We need new political systems that genuinely represent ordinary Americans so that we can overcome cultural differences. And bickering about which propagandist network is the worst is not going to save a single American life, not improve the life of a single American child, not going to improve America's standing in the world, and the world needs a strong America. Gentlemen, fake news or not? Oh, that was the essence. if, If you need the pictorial representation of journalism is magical and not at all broken it is right there uh heidelman i i know that smug sob i worked with countless people like him at the des moines register and i was uh russell brand Mm -hmm. there uh, different topics, but the same kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I just confront them, like you, and they hated it. They're like, you, you realize what you just said is nonsense, and you can only get away with it in this room here, mm-hmm. hiding behind your typewriter, aggressively putting things out where it's then difficult for people resp- respond increasingly. And the whole notion they they're so drunk on exactly the paradigm that he wrecked there, like, and Bill, look at Bill Maher. You said that he is basically us. Many of his scripts we could read verbatim. You'd have no difference. But there's one right there where Bill Bill tried to give in and say, that's a false equivalency. Yeah. He's still like, oh, well, no, Fox is from the devil. Yep. But MSNBC, you know, they're not perfect. And I joke about them. And they've been behind all the lies I've told you them telling. But I still can't let that one go. MSNBC, it, quite frankly, listen, we, we spend a lot of time on this show ripping on Fox News. But of course, a, a, a MSNBC is absolutely worse. I have no, I have no problem uh, saying that. I'm, it's, I'm, I'm, I won't waste a lot of energy, but it's, it's, it's. Be, I'm not be, for the reason Russell Brand says it all needs to be taken care of. But MSNBC, we just got done talking about January six, and those lies. It's possible because of far more possible because of MSNBC, not Fox News. Listen, Fox News has simply got to constantly do this. Find out which way the wind is blowing, uh, and then it puts its thumb on the scale on which president. It's it, it's but it 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 got it gets it wrong all the time. MSNBC, uh, yeah, viewership is low, but MSNBC is representative of mass media writ large. They're constantly deciding 
what is the news what reality allowed you're allowed to accept and if it was just msnbc or just cnn or just this this really wouldn't be a conversation but just go down the line it's who all of them are and and you can just see in the body language of course i'm i'm going long on this but you know this is my sweet spot here you, you the body language and how he they hate yeah. accountability it's, yes he loathes it sitting there having to take this from the likes of you i decide these people deserve everything that people like russell brand are willing to give them i only hope those ranks grow and i hope you shove it down their throat aaron so in high school football at least you know it's it's been uh, darn near 12 15 years since i played high school football and even then back 15 years ago uh, you would have summer summer camp football camp before the season even began. It would start about two or three weeks before the season even begins. And you've got all of these young men, some of whom had jobs, some of them were more athletically inclined than others, all of them out of shape. And you go through one week of kind of evening, kind of shells, practice, no real conditioning. You think, okay, we're fine. And then one Monday morning, you get up at 6 o'clock, you go to the football field, the practice field, and it is time for dirty 30s. You're doing the circuit nonstop for 30 minutes, and that's before you put the pads on and start hitting each other. And then you do more conditioning afterwards. And without fail, every single year, there are multiple people who are throwing out, throwing up at the side of the field. You guys played football. You know this as well. Multiple people throwing up at the side of the field because they weren't ready for this. Mm -hmm. That's what just happened right there. They're not used to this in their ecosystem. Not even Bill Maher. Especially from the left. Especially from the... Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. They're not used to this at all. Instead, what they're used to... Did you guys see this clip? Maybe I should put this in the montage tomorrow. John Stewart was able to fool another Republican state legislator yeah. into doing an interview debate, debating gun control. Jon Stewart makes some sort of emotionally driven argument, as he is wont to do, and everybody on the left in journalism is wont to do. Emotionally driven statement of fact. And the Republican... It was something like 400% more gun ownership, but, uh, uh, you know, we still have the same murder rate, something, some BS framing like that. And here's the Republican legislator. He's from Oklahoma. I can't remember what his name is. His whole argument is, yeah, but the Constitution says dot, dot, dot. Mm -hmm. That's what they're used to. Never reframing the argument. Mm Mm-hmm. Never holding accountability, never rejecting the damn premise. Do not quote laws to men with lies. And so and they, yes. they get fat and happy on this. And then all of a sudden they're confronted for, with somebody like Russell Brand. And I guarantee you, he will never grace the screens of real time. Maybe not. Maybe real time is, is uh, with Bill Maher. Maybe that's more of a chance. He will never be on MSNBC or no, CNN. No. They're going to give him the Steve Dace treatment. Yep. Might as well change his name to Donald Trump at this point. A couple of things that stood out to me watching that clip again. There's a, there's a case involving Pfizer right now where they are literally making the defense that 
And it, it involves Brooke Jackson, who's one of the women we uh, witnesses we interview in Rise of the Fourth Reich, Daniel, one of the first interviews that Daniel and I did. And Pfizer's defense and what she does is essentially um, she she makes sure that, that the testing mechanism for biopharmaceutical companies, their testing module systems are, are fulfilled. She's a monitor, basically. And what she found um, at numerous Pfizer uh, testing uh, outlets for the COVID uh, vaccine in Texas was were just way under par, including <gasps> no. including uh, unblinding people, non medical personnel injecting people. I mean, just stuff that would just blow your mind. And she and she goes on the record and and labels all this in Rise of the Fourth Reich. She was one of the first interviews we did, and and so she's gotten through the initial threshold. They couldn't get her case summarily dismissed, and so she's she's getting her day in court against Pfizer. Pfizer's case to the judge basically is. That the government is our client and the government didn't think they were defrauded, so it's okay. And the judge was like, so wait a minute, if, if, the, government, if, you, if the government knows you're, what you're doing is bad, it's okay because the government signed off on it? And Pfizer's answer essentially is, yeah. That's the case that John Heilman makes. He doesn't say, go watch the clip. He doesn't say we don't lie. Uh, Tom, um, uh, it, the guy that runs, Tom Elliott, the guy that runs Grabian. And if you guys want a great resource in this line of work, did you guess you can access on your own? Grabian.com, G-R-A-B-I-E-N, Grabian.com. All they do is just catalog news clips of, of, every, of everything that they think is worthwhile. No, in, no editorializing, just the clips. And you can go to Grabian.com and watch what people say. He put out an entire thread yesterday of just complete and total lies uh, that John Heilman has said on the air. Stuff like, um, uh, it, it's, 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 it's noted that to misinformation in the media has dropped 73% since Donald Trump left office. Just, but here's the thing, though. What it, Heilman didn't say he doesn't lie. He said, I would, defy, I, I would go find a single case of someone on MSNBC who went on the air and said something they didn't that, that they knew wasn't true that they said privately they know was false. Like what you see the Fox people do with Trump and the stealing of the election narrative. Do you see the dip? That's a that yeah. is a very key difference. If you notice so yeah, folks, learn parcel tongue. He went full George Costanza, didn't yeah. he? Yes. It's not a lie. Yeah. If you believe learn, it. Learn you this is you're not <laughs> you learn parcel tongue. These people don't speak English. They speak with fork tongues. And don't, don't listen to what you're assuming they mean because you speak English. Listen to what they actually say. If you watch that clip again, he says, go find an example of anybody on MSNBC that went on the air and said something they knew wasn't true and then privately admitted, that, admitted as such. Because we do have people from Sean Hannity on down. They're, they're, if we're being honest, we try to be on this show. That or do we did we not get text messages and stuff from these people saying that they knew that Trump's that they or that they thought that Trump's uh, narrative about the stolen election was BS? We've all seen those texts. Mm-hmm. That is true to some degree, but that's not Russell Brand's point. And then what did Russell Brand come back with? Stuff they've said on the air that's not true. That's objectively not true. Like Rachel Maddow saying, if you get the vaccine, you won't get COVID. That's objectively not true. But that's not what John Heilman said. He said what you said, Todd. It's not a lie if you believe it. I believe I'm a man, even though I've got a vagina. I believe I'm a woman, even though I have a scrotum. I believe I'm a citizen, even though I'm carrying fentanyl and I'm a human trafficker that came illegally across the border. 
I believe you're a, a white Christian nationalist, even though you are a new age uh, shaman on a QAnon site. See where I'm going with this? Yeah. I believe masks work, even though I've got 80 years of studies that show they don't, including real-time data. I believe the vaccine works. It doesn't. doesn't matter. That's journalism for you. That's what this is. It's a projection of belief. It's true because they believe it. It's not they believe it because it's true. That's where Russell Brand, he's doing epistemology. Heilman says, hey, show where we, de- we betray. That's why, that's why hypocrite's the worst thing to be in the subjective moral view. I'm, vi- I'm betraying myself. What if you suck? What if you're wrong? Please betray yourself if you're wrong. No objective standard. So Russell Brand's out there pointing out objective things they've said are wrong. Heilman's defense is, well, we thought it was true. Fox knew they were just lying to their audience, so that's worse. We're back to the same question I asked at the top of the show. Yes, we are. How do you share a country with this? Straight up, man. How? I'm asking. I'm sending, I've already sent one adult child into the world. I'm about to send two more. I want to have grandkids. I'm asking, I'm sincerely asking the question. How do you share a country with this? How are they going to do it? All right, back here on Blaze TV radio and podcast. Don't forget our friends over at Patriot Mobile. You have helped them to emerge as one of the leaders in the parallel economy, and that means they can expand what they offer you uh, in return. Right now, you can get access to all three major networks via Patriot Mobile for free. So if you live in a place where one network uh, doesn't work as well as uh, another one does and you want to make the switch, they can do that for you anytime for free. Uh, And they offer you the best nationwide coverage out there via Patriot Mobile, really the only American American mobile phone company left. Uh, And you can also take advantage of their phenomenal customer service team. They'll make the switch as seamless for you as possible. They did for my family and so many others with their 100% U.S.-based, U.S.-based customer support team go to patriotmobile.com slash steve get a free activation today when you make the switch with the offer code steve patriotmobile.com slash steve or call them at 878 patriot 878 patriot all right let's get to some pop culture tuesday where we look at the intersection between what we talk about and look to conserve as conservatives and what's going on in pop culture and We're going to talk about where things stand with my upcoming movie, Nefarious, which uh, hits theaters on April the 14th. On a personal note, um, over the weekend, the teaser trailer, the one that the audience has seen, uh, that debuted on Valentine's Day, uh, that started debuting in theaters across the country. And um, we saw it at a couple of the local theaters here in town. And... I got to tell you, I mean, I, um, in this line of work, I've met, a, I've gotten to do a lot of cool things, man. A lot. I've, I've gotten to, um, when I worked in sports, be on the field for rivalry games. You know, um, 
cover uh, big time events, um, the Iowa caucuses and straw polls and, you know, getting to know a lot of the people um, that you guys consider to be famous and everything else. And, and that's been really cool. I've never had a crap eaten grin on my face though. Like I did walking out of the two theaters I went to this weekend after seeing our trailer. And, and in both cases, the first movie that uh, I saw it in was in front of missing, which by the way is not a bad date night movie. If you're looking, if that's still out where you live, that's not a bad date night movie at all. Um, I was shocked how full the theater was. And so just getting in, getting in there and twice I bought tickets to see movies and then stay for the movie. I just got up and left after my trailer ran. Uh, but, uh, just, you know, being in front of missing and hearing people, you know, first of all, watching people's reactions, see if they pay attention to it Hearing a couple. Oh, that looks kind of cool. You know, kind of reactions, you know? And then, um, Sunday afternoon it was playing in front of cocaine bear and I took like almost our whole family. So we, we bought like eight seats for cocaine bear and then got up and walked out. <laughs> At the end, all of us did after the trailer and the whole rest of the theater was full and people are looking at us like, and it was a dine-in. It was a dine-in. So the waiter comes up to us and he's like, you guys want something? Nope. Nope. We're just here for the trailer. And he looked at, really? Yep. Okay. But man, and it was kind of funny because there was, there's one elderly lady and it sounded like she was going to talk all the way through. And Anna was there, my oldest, who was just on the show. She's getting pissed. Finally, she, classic Steve Day smooch, like, Come on, huh? <laughs> like, didn't want to completely say shut up, you know? Because I would just say, can you shut up? But she's nice. You know, she's a girl. She's like, come on. You know, kind of like, be quiet. Can you stop talking? The trailer's coming on. What are you looking at me like that for? You're giving me a funny yeah. look. No, oh, okay. I just find this interesting. This okay. keeps elevating. I'm yeah. just waiting where this and goes. So, and so it was, my mom got to go with us on Sunday. And uh, so... There were so many tickets sold to Cocaine Bear on a Sunday, which is a cultural statement in and of itself, all right, um, that we couldn't sit together. So we're all spread out in the theater. So it wasn't just like eight people got up in a row and walked out. Four different pairs of people throughout the theater got up and walked out, which obviously gets everybody's attention, you know. But when they got done with the trailer, man, my mom, you know, she's 65 now, God bless her. She She doesn't get around too easily any longer. She was like, she got up and was going to give like a stand. I'm like, no, you know, don't do that. She's like going to give the trailer a standing ovation and stuff. She started clapping, you know, because she was, uh, she thought it was so cool. That was just, um, that was just. It's a, epic. That it's is, epic. Man. That's it, why. It is. It is. I cannot wait when your grandchildren, uh, when they reach the age where they can have a conversation with you and start asking some innocent, beautiful questions. And the uh, the first thing out of their mouth, grandpa. That's amazing. But first thing, can you clear something up? What is cocaine bear? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> By then, who knows what we'll be talking about that they'll have been exposed to. But I yes, know. I hear you. Yes. So we are doing a, a series of sneak peeks for the movie all over the country later this month and into April. We'll have more details for you on that. Um, our very first one, though, is this weekend. In suburban Detroit, in Troy, Michigan, is our very first one. We uh, we actually do still have a few seats left to this, and it's and and I'm going to be at this one. I'm going to this one. Amy and I are flying out Friday afternoon after the show, and we're going to be there for this one. It's it's a matinee, so it won't be too late for you, and it includes a live Q and A um, that we are recording because we're going to put. Um, 
We're, one of the reasons we're doing these is to answer questions that, you know, ministry figures and stuff would have about the show. Hey, it's rated R. I mean, you know, it doesn't look like a traditional faith-based movie. And it's not. It's not a traditional faith-based movie. Just like this is not a a traditional Christian radio program. It's just a radio program that is driven by three people deeply committed on various levels to a biblical worldview. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it, it looks and sounds like every other show you would listen to. It's just the worldview you're getting is not what you get from everything else you listen to mm-hmm. necessarily. And that's the same approach we we take with the movie. And so um, this this event, if you want to go, all my social media channels, um, at Steve Day Show on Twitter, Gitter, um, also uh, look for Steve Dace on Facebook, MeWe, and Gab. All of those uh, places, there are. there's a link there right now. If you want to go to the sneak peek in Troy, Michigan on Saturday afternoon, Suburban Detroit includes a Q&A, and we're even going to do a book signing for Rise of the Fourth Reich while we're there as well. All right? So we have a few seats left. If you want to go, um, click on that link on my, on my Facebook page, Twitter account, et cetera, and uh, that'll tell you how you can get tickets and which theater in Troy that we are going to be at on Saturday with the Q&A afterwards to discuss the movie. So very, I mean, I'm pumped. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm very pumped, you know, and, and we didn't plan it this way, just going back to my old home state, you know, and this is where we're going to do the very first sneak peek of the movie. I won't be at all the sneak peeks. I probably will only be at this one because we're going to, last I heard, we might do 12 or 15 of these around the country. So, That's smart. I like um, it. It's, I mean, I can't take that much travel time away from the show, but um, if you want to go again, it is Saturday afternoon, Troy, Michigan, suburban Detroit, and the link is up on all of my social media accounts for you to get your tickets. Okay. This week, um, our full, I told you we would, when we got down to the, the last 40 days is when the big push would begin. This is the week when that will take place. Um, we are launching the full trailer for nefarious later this week, later this week. And you guys got a chance to watch it before the show. Without giving anything away, what were your thoughts? Well, I just compare it to where the trailer process started, uh, and at the and I can't. You know, this is like it's it's a whole art in and of itself. You spend all this time making this movie with the degree of continuity that you need and want to make it flow and work emotionally, all it, and then you got to chop your baby up. Mm-hmm in weird ways to make it compelling Mm -hmm. in simultaneous the same way and in a different way and the first attempts just to get started you know you get the ball rolling but i thought basically it made it seem like it was way more of an action movie than it is because it's not an action movie at all um it was just high energy and now it's just a pure art form this this is exactly and and the trailer uh is as is as well but it's a um um what kind of trailer the uh the The first one the The teaser teaser excuse me it's a teaser so (laughs) it's it's a shorter form um it's just amazing Uh, and right out of the gate i mean you are in the first couple seconds here this the second shot perfectly because it 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 mixes two things that happen uh in the movie but in a unique way that you don't see in the movie but it's telling you exactly what the movie is about it's just um i just i give so much credit to 
these guys, what are the, uh, their names? I'd like to meet Carrie them Carrie Solomon, yes, Chuck Consulman. Yeah. The, le- the level that you if care and intentionality that you are putting into this work uh, as a whole. Um, it's humbling. It's, it's so clearly important to you that you get these things right because whether it's this or God's not dead or that, there's so much at stake. That one lost sheep is out there and you're trying to save them. And God bless you for doing that. You want to follow all of our channels now this week. You want to start getting on whoisnefarious.com. There's going to be a lot of goodies up up there on that website uh, starting this week and heading into uh, the release in April. Uh, Look for Nefarious Movie on Facebook, Nefarious Movie on Facebook, Unnefarious Movie on Twitter. You want to follow that on Twitter, Unnefarious Movie. Pardon me. And Aaron, you've been checking this out, Nefarious Movie on YouTube. We're starting to add some goodies there. Nefarious movie on YouTube. You were telling me over the weekend you watched some of what we uh, put up there. Yeah, it's pretty uh, pretty creepy. And and I love how on each platform there's kind of different breadcrumbs. You're not just going to get the same thing by going to any of these various channels. They're kind of breadcrumbs. And uh, uh, the the YouTube shorts that I saw from when I when I saw it, it looked like there was one released every single day. I'm not sure if if that's what the the plan is, but basically. Uh, outlining a theology of demonic possession, among other things related. And uh, I just, I was actually up late on, I think it was Friday night, maybe it was Saturday night. And I was checking this out on YouTube and I picked the wrong hour to do that. (laughs) Uh, That was uh, very creepy indeed. As far as the new trailer, I don't know if this is your intent or not in producing that trailer. Just from a craftsmanship perspective, even everything down to the the cadence and the beat of the background, mm-hmm. that's typically associated with, I don't know if you, again, intended to do this, but typically associated, some of those uh, cadences are typically associated. If you are, uh, if you've taken a music theory uh, class in a very fundamentalist uh, uh, college or something like that, mm-hmm. associated with demonic imagery. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that was intentional, but I found that very fascinating as well. Just from a craftsmanship perspective, this trailer, you will start to get a more full picture. Of the plot, the worldview. the plot, the worldview, mm-hmm. and the, well, I'm not going to say that. I'm, I'm, I'm killing myself here. I, I, I keep, I keep getting this close, this close. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, but it, it is, it's a fascinating look. I can't wait for, for people to see it. Again, I want to reiterate this is a movie that looks like something. It will look and sound like something, particularly when you see this trailer too, uh, this weekend. Um, it'll look and sound like something that will scare you. The worldview and the plot of the film is going to scare them. That's the best way I could sum it up. Okay? It looks like something that will scare you. But the worldview and the plot of the film is something that will scare them. But here's the reality. I love Jesus Revolution. I told you that. I loved the movie. And a lot of unbelievers aren't going to like walk up and watch that movie accidentally. Now there's nothing else when we go see, you know what I'm saying? They're just not. So this movie, they will. Particularly with the way that we, the way and the quality of which that we made it with. It is what they are accustomed to. 
we've always said, gosh, why do we make such cringy movies? And Jesus Revolution is not cringy. That's one of the things I like about it. But it's a different, you know, different time period. It's funny. I had, I had, I won't tell you who it was. I was told by the assistant of a very prominent pastor in America. And, and this is the only time I've had this conversation. I, I have been on the phone with a lot of ministry leaders, names you would know over the last few weeks. And the reaction, if we get them to see the film, the reaction is over, has been overwhelmingly positive. One individual, a little bit older, and his assistant was like, I love the movie. It's very well made. I can't wait to go see it in the theaters. But I just, I just don't think he's going to like it. I mean, he's, he needs things that are of a different tone. And I, I said to his assistant, you know, we made the same movie that the Jesus Revolution movie made. We made the same movie. It's just he's from a generation where the sins they were committing in that era in that era, in, in 1969, people dropping acid in public and taking their clothes off. That was like their version of twerking with kindergartners in the libraries. Okay. Right. That, that, I mean, people, <laughs> hey, boomers, your parents and grandparents thought that was the end of days. Okay. They thought it was the end of days that you're dropping acid from crop dusters and, and turning cannabis into a food group. They, they went into church. They're like, man, this is it. This is the end. Because it was the sins that you were surrounded by. It doesn't seem as ominous yeah. because it's, it's, it's germane to your era, right? Similarly, we, didn't, we did the same movie. We showed an accurate portrayal of what the culture is up against. It's just, it's not the sins that from 1969 uh, in the hippie era that seem yeah. trite now. It's, it's the stuff that we're dealing with now. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. And so it's the same movie. It literally is the same movie in terms of what it's trying to do. It's just the difference is we're in a much darker place than we were back then. And the reality is, if I'm struggling right now with, I don't know, do I, do I chop my balls off or not? I'm, I'm sorry, but, but I don't think Kelsey Grammer playing Chuck Smith 60 years later probably tells me, where the hell did that stupid idea come from? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It doesn't. Now, if I grew up in that era and I was tempted by the drug culture and the sex culture and the free love culture, that would totally resonate with me and would tell my story. And give me hope that maybe my grandparents or my grandkids before they fall into the abyss of this generation can be reached like my generation was. And we need that. I, we absolutely need that. And I love the movie. We made the same movie, but we made it for this generation. This generation has reached a different layer of a different ring of Dante's Inferno than what was going on in the hippie movement. But remember, in that era, that generation's elderly thought it was the end of days, too. So that's the perspective here. The difference is, it's the same movie. We're just confronting a completely darker level of darkness than where we were 70 years ago or 60 years ago as a culture. Remember that when you're 75 years old and a Christian, which one is supposed to be more paramount in your life? Are you 75 or are you a Christian? There you go. That's a good way of putting it. So this is a big week. Who is nefarious.com? Nefarious movie on Facebook. A nefarious movie. Follow on Twitter. Nefarious movie on YouTube. Back at it again tomorrow. John 317. This is Steve Dace. On the Blaze Radio Network.